Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. On the last podcast, I spoke about traveling to the UK. And because I'm currently traveling at the moment, I've got a lot of travel on my mind. So, with that in mind, I decided to do a podcast today about preparing for a trip. So, I'm not going to be giving any English advice today, but this podcast is organized based on English expressions. I've got five English expressions to talk about. And under each expression, there will be some tips about traveling. So, travel really is one of my biggest hobbies. And every time I go, I always learn so much about the place I'm visiting, but also about myself. I think it's a really good self learning experience. So, based on what I have learned when traveling, I've come up with five pieces of advice to make your travels a little bit easier. Some of these you may know, some of them you may do, maybe some of them you disagree with. Let me know what you think after you've listened. Send me a comment on my blog or an email, whatever it is. I'd love to hear what you think about my list because remember, this is just my opinion. So you are welcome to disagree. So, with that said, let's get to tip number one. Tip number one to make your travels easier. Is to pack light. To pack light. We also often say to travel light. So, do you like traveling light? Do you know what that means? So, if you travel light, that means you're traveling with very, very few bags or very small amount of luggage. So, possibly you're only traveling with a carry on. Another word for carry on is. Handheld luggage or a cabin bag. There's three terms, and these all talk about bags that you can take on the plane with you. So, usually, these are small backpacks or small suitcases, something that you're able to take in the seating area, the cabin of the plane. The other term for the big suitcases and big luggage that you put in the bottom of the plane, we call it the hold of the plane. Can call it hold luggage or checked in luggage. So, when you travel, do you travel light with a carry on or do you take hold luggage as well? Personally, I always only take a carry on. There are many reasons why. I had a very bad experience before when the airline lost my bag. I was so annoyed. I had no money. I had no warm clothes, I was very cold, and I had no phone charger. In addition to that, I had to wait at the airport for a long time to see where my bag was to find out what was happening. Very, very stressful. So, I've got some advantages. If you're considering traveling with only a carry on bag, only a backpack, here are some advantages based on my experience. Number one, there's no chance of the airline losing it. Number two, the airport experience is faster and cheaper. 
and you don't have to pay for those checked bag fees. A big one for me is also there are fewer things to worry about when traveling. If you only have one bag, then you don't have to worry about where all your stuff is, it's harder to lose things, it's a lot simpler and easier on your mind. One that may be a problem for some people is there is less room for souvenirs. So I often see souvenirs as a bad thing, and quite often they're unnecessary. You know, maybe something small for your friends or family is nice. But if you have a big bag, maybe you're tempted to fill it with souvenirs and gifts for your friends and family. So a small bag can encourage you to spend less money. And maybe the last one, which is also important for me, is that you avoid looking like a tourist. So personally, I really hate looking like a tourist when I travel. One reason is because I just want to fit in. I don't want people to think of me differently than other people, or not in a negative way anyway. But also, I think you're less of a target for crime. You know, many people who are looking to steal something will target tourists with lots of luggage. So I don't like looking like a target. So that's my opinion on carry-on. What do you guys think? Do you agree or do you disagree? Let me know. Let me know your views. So second one, after a long flight, you may be feeling a bit groggy, which kind of means sleepy and weak feeling and dirty. And perhaps you might smell bad. After a long international flight, I always feel like I need a shower, personally. So I need to freshen up. To freshen up. This phrasal verb is used to groom yourself, to clean yourself, to do something to make you feel cleaner. So maybe you can spray some perfume or some deodorant, um, wash your face, that kind of thing. Freshen up. So here's my super sneaky travel tip. That's, um, I think many people find quite funny, but I, I found really, really useful. Quite often when I travel, I don't have any deodorant or any, any aftershave or anything to smell nice, partly because I can't take it on the plane. The airline limits you to how much liquid you can take. So usually I just buy some deodorant when I get to where I'm going. So... In the airport, when you land, if you go to the duty-free shops, they sell lots of nice perfumes and they have free samples. So while I'm pretending to shop, I will spray my wrist or my neck with some free samples of aftershave. And I don't actually buy anything. I probably shouldn't admit this, but I think it's a really, really good way to smell good when you enter a new country and you didn't even pay for the smell. So <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Is that a bit cheap or is that a really smart idea? I'm going to keep doing it anyway. So you can freshen up while pretending to browse products. When you arrive in a new destination, perhaps you're feeling jet lagged and spaced out. So this expression is spaced out. If you feel spaced out, it kind of means you're feeling dizzy, your head is in space, you're not on planet Earth. So you're not really sure what's going on because maybe you're tired, 
and disorientated. So my advice to avoid feeling spaced out and jet lagged is to always book accommodation near the airport on the first night or perhaps the first two nights. This is from experience. When I went to Japan for the first time, I arrived in the centre of Tokyo. It was six o'clock in the morning, very early. It was after a 12-hour flight and I was coming down with a fever. I was feeling quite horrible. Because of my fever, I hadn't eaten any food for a couple of days. I had booked a hotel, but I couldn't check in until the evening. So I had a whole day in Tokyo. All I wanted to do was sleep. I was considering even just sleeping in the park. It was a really, really horrible way to enter a new country. So what I ended up doing, I booked a capsule hotel, which is one of those small hotels that's like a coffin where you sleep inside and it's very, very cheap. It was like in pounds, maybe eight pounds for the night, something like that. I slept there for like six hours and then I went to my hotel. It was good that I could get some sleep, but the experience was horrible. Trying to communicate with these people that don't speak English in the hotel was difficult. And it's a terrible way to start my trip in a new country. So always make sure you're prepared and just have accommodation near the airport so you don't have to worry about it for the first day. When you have settled in and you've got used to the country a little bit more, I recommend keeping an eye out. Keep an eye out on your bags and your personal belongings. If you keep an eye out on something, that means you're watching something carefully. You're being aware of what's happening around you. So unfortunately, things happen, things can get lost and stolen. It's important to keep an eye out when you're traveling. But on the other hand, it's not nice to always be looking over your shoulder for danger. So here is my tip this time. When sitting in a cafe, a restaurant, in the airport, anywhere, put your bag strap around the leg of your chair or even around your own leg or maybe both. That way you can keep it out of your mind and focus on your meal or whatever it is you're doing. Because if someone tries to steal it, you will feel that kind of nudge on your leg or your chair. I met a man on the train last week who had his coat stolen. And it was on the back of his chair, but it wasn't touching his body. So when it was taken, he didn't realise it. If he had followed my advice and somehow attached it to his body or his chair, maybe it wouldn't have happened. I do feel very bad for that man. Final rule is don't splash out. Mm. Have you heard this one before? Splash out. This is used for spending money. If you splash out, it means you spend lots and lots of money. So I am not one to splash out anyway. I'm quite frugal, in fact, which means I don't spend much money. But as a general rule, when you have to pay for a taxi, walk a little bit further away from the busy area. You know, there's usually an area with lots of tourists and lots of taxis. 
and they will charge lots of money. They will charge top dollar for their taxi. But quite often, just walk 100 meters down the road or 200 meters and you will find taxis that charge much less money. And this is not always the case, but quite often in my experience, a little bit of effort can save you a lot of money. And I think the reason is, is because most tourists don't, don't bother to do this. They, d- they just get the first thing they see and they get ripped off, which means they pay way too much money. So even if you're a bit spaced out, you're not sure what's going on, remember this rule and look for something else. And also, I think this works for many other things, not just taxis, but if you're looking for souvenirs and souvenir shops or cafes or restaurants, generally go one street away from the busy area. You will find more affordable things, often the same or even higher quality. And I think I learned this one. I think it was in Hong Kong, if I remember correctly. Uh, we On top of a mountain, maybe it was Victoria Peak. My memory's a bit bad in this case. But we were trying to get down from the peak, from the top of this mountain. And we wanted to get a taxi. But the taxis were charging a really, really high amount. Apparently, it was an illegal amount. The government said they couldn't charge that much, but they still did it anyway. But we decided to walk a little bit further down the road and we found much cheaper taxi. So this is a good rule to follow. So just to summarize our expressions, we have to travel light, to freshen up, to feel spaced out, to keep an eye out, and to splash out. So how many of those did you know before? I hope you found them useful. Let me know what you thought of my advice. Maybe you think it's good. Maybe you think it's bad. I don't care. Let me know. I'd love to hear your views. I think I'll end it there today. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you on episode 31 of the podcast. See you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.